0: Welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. So today we got Kevin joining us uh, to talk a little bit about working out uh, while being injured. So Kevin, thanks for joining us. How are we doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. First time on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I've been uh, waiting for this day. Waiting for the day. Um, so to kind of keep with a little bit of a tradition, we're gonna, you are a coach. How long you been coaching, uh, CrossFit?
1: I got my L1 in August of 2015. And then I started coaching around September of that same year. So I shadowed a little bit and then I started coaching, uh, full-time, well, part-time, but, uh, without any shadowing in September.
0: Yep. So we're going to ask you, uh, 10 quick questions uh, to kind of get to know our coach a little bit better. All right. Um, How long have you been doing CrossFit?
1: I started CrossFit in February of 2012 in Springfield, Missouri. So eight years, uh, pretty much full-time that entire time, just a few breaks uh, here and there, but for the most part, eight years.
0: So what uh, what hooked you uh, at the beginning?
1: Uh, So I got a uh, personal trainer in summer of 2011, uh, in Kansas city, I was here doing an internship. I just needed to change my life, needed to do something different. Um, so I got a personal trainer and was kept on track with that. And then I finally found CrossFit, uh, in that February of 2012 and, uh, just went and tried it out and I loved it. Um, and you know, I was hooked ever since I tried it. Yeah.
0: Eight years. That's quite the, uh, quite the journey <laughs> it there. Is, yeah. Um, how long have you been a CrossFit coach? So we talked about that as far as uh, you got your L1 in 2015.
1: Yep. So about five years actually coming up on uh, need to recertify this year because those certifications are good for five years. So coming up on that as well.
0: And what got you into the coaching side of it?
1: Uh, I had been doing, you know, the CrossFit for for a long time and um, I thought I was, you know, pretty good at it. And I thought I could help other people by sharing, you know, what I had learned and, and how I progressed like i didn't come in doing anything fantastic or anything like that so uh you know being around you know nick and christine uh, prior to wanting to coach is uh, interesting to see how they did things and i wanted to be a part of that so i uh, approached them about that and here i am today
0: awesome um how many times a week do you work out pre-injury
1: or wh- so typically four to five times uh, a week uh, sometimes I'll sprinkle in a Saturday every now and then b- before I got injured. Uh, it kind of depends on schedule. Uh, sometimes my wife works on on the weekends on Saturdays, so trying to find uh, that time to get into the into the gym on a weekend is, is tough. But uh, yeah, usually four to five times a week.
0: And then what class will you typically attend?
1: Uh, so it's usually 9 a.m. Uh, recently, uh, I'll do the 4:15 uh, at night. Uh, every now and then, uh, you won't see me at the morning classes <laughs> very often. I used to do that almost exclusively uh, early on in my CrossFit career. it was a 6 a.m. Er, but uh, I have now about 9 a.m. or 4.15 in the afternoon.
0: Awesome. Uh, what is your cheap meal or beverage?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I'm a big uh, sweet tooth guy. So uh, if I can get some custard, some Sheridan's or, or Andy's is coming up in, uh, in the Northland here. So yep, uh, big ice cream guy, um, Beverage wise, I mean, I, I'll enjoy a, you know a beverage every now and then, but nothing that stands out. Nothing. Uh, favorite book or movie? Oh man, I don't really read books, so I I'm a, <laughs> don't have a book, I guess, uh, to pinpoint. Uh, and and I just I, I like most all movies. I like comedies, so I don't have one particular one, but
0: comedy genre. All huh? right. Uh, what is your favorite CrossFit workout or movement?
1: Uh, I would say I like power cleans the most Um, it's just been a stronger movement for me and even after I got injured that was the one thing I was able to do without any pain or anything like that so uh, I was a fan of that one I'm a fan of in terms of like the uh, benchmark workouts I really don't like any of them but if I had to pick one I'd pick uh, Elizabeth which is the power cleans and or squat cleans and uh, ring dips so that one's pretty fun
0: ring dips that's not very fun <laughs> uh what is your least favorite uh movement or workout
1: i'm not a big fan of handstand push-ups it's just a weak movement for me um uh, so diane is, is, is pretty tough uh, but handstand push-ups are just really not my favorite at all
0: you, just being inverted or anything
1: yeah it fatigues fast and and i just don't ever feel like i get the right positioning my hands right or they always move out of the way and then you get those weird standards in there and yeah, I'm a short guy. I feel like my feet don't ever go over the line. So
0: <laughs> Awesome. So pre-injury, uh kind of going through your numbers. What was your uh deadlift PR?
1: Uh so actually this one that's one of the things I actually PR after I found out I was injured, I guess before surgery, but uh, I believe it's like 410 or 415. And then back squat. Uh I believe that's 335. Clean and jerk. Uh 270.
0: Damn. Uh, And then snatch.
1: Uh, Snatch, I believe, is 195. I missed, I think, the all elusive 200 before injury. So.
0: And then what would your power clean be then?
1: I think my power clean is around 270 or 275. So it's right up there with my squat clean. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, So do you have any morning routines or night routines?
1: Let's see. In the morning... We wake up early, so we had to take uh, my youngest child to daycare. So I wake up, uh, you know, take the dog out, get the coffee ready, get the chocolate milks ready for the, the kids, and then we're off in the car and take the kid to daycare and then you know, come home, uh, log on to the computer for the day for work, and then usually hit that 9 a.m. class as well. Um, so that's usually the, the morning routine.
0: Awesome. All right. So that's 10 questions there with Kevin. So, uh, thanks for playing Kevin. Yeah. Um, so wanted to get you on the podcast. This has been definitely something that's been in the works for a while to try and, uh, talk a little bit about being injured. Um, so since we started this podcast, you've been injured the whole way. Um, so we've been thinking about getting you on here to kind of talk to the community a little bit about, um, working out why injured and then, you know, kind of what led up to it. So, so tell us a little bit about your injury and when did it happen?
1: So I had surgery on uh, January 3rd of 2020, um, so I found out I had a slap tear in my shoulder, which is a superior labral anterior to posterior tear, uh, which basically just means a tear on the top of the, the shoulder. Um, I found out about the injury uh, officially in November, I had an MRI of my shoulder, uh, and that came back said I had a partial anterior tear of my labrum. Uh, and then when they actually got in there to do the, the repair, they found out they had the slap tear, which was a complete tear. Um, so that was you know not expected. But uh, in terms of knowing that I was injured, uh, I think it uh, dates back to last year in, in June, uh, where I started to have pain uh, in my shoulder anytime I was overhead or anytime I was. Hanging from a pull-up bar, uh, where I had that just that dead weight um, that I was holding, and and it it was one of those things that I just um, I just couldn't tell you know if it was going to go away or if I warmed up enough that it would um, eventually get better. Um, So that's kind of how I knew that something was probably not right. In
0: a different kind of pain initially, or just like a nuisance, or
1: right? It was just a it was a nuisance. there was a, I remember a couple of workouts and we did the relay for life workout last year, uh, like the, for cancer. And, um, I remember doing that workout and it took a long time to get warmed up. There was pull-ups and I was like, man, I'll, I'll try this workout. And it, it, it felt fine after I got going and got, you know, working into the, the pull-ups. And I, I mean, I just, you know, I just forgot about it or it, it just kind it of away. kicked yeah, in. Um, but it, Anytime I was at the gym and it involved those type of overhead movements or pull-ups, the bar I just could not ever get comfortable. Like, I just felt like, man, this doesn't feel good.
0: So. And then, so that was June, and then you had an MRI in November. So what did you do kind of during those, like, when did you finally go to the doctor, or when did you kind of, um, you know, say something is definitely wrong?
1: Right. So I uh, I think I officially went to the orthopedic doctor in, I think it was September or October, um, I completely stopped doing anything overhead, uh, or that caused my shoulder pain. I think around August or July, August timeframe, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, there's no point in putting my, my shoulder through this. Cause I, I knew something was wrong. I just, I just didn't know what. And then you know, after I met with the orthopedic, uh, doctor, he, you know, obviously scheduled the MRI to, you know, to get a better answer of what was going on. And then after that, it was um, you do nothing, you do physical therapy, or you get surgery to, to fix this. Um, so uh, the, the, the reason why I chose surgery is because I, I wanted to come back to do what I was doing before. Like this, the type of tear I have, it doesn't ever fix itself, doesn't ever correct itself. Um, so it was basically going to be there for my entire life. Uh, so either work out in pain the rest of my life or get it fixed and then hopefully be able to do the things I want to do without pain.
0: Gotcha. And so then the pain, I just want to make sure we kind of hit this for our community. So a lot of people will, you know, think that they're sore or they're tired or something like that, whereas you knew that something was distinct and it was like a sharp pain in your shoulder Right. Or was it just a soreness in, say, your shoulder?
1: So it was, it was a sharp pain. Um, okay. Obviously, when you're sore, that's kind of like a dull type pain that, um, you know, it might last for a few days and then it it gets better, right? Uh, this is one of those things where I couldn't pinpoint, like, push on my shoulder in, in a certain area or direction and be like, oh, that's where it's at. It's It was only whenever I was... I'd get a barbell over my head, or get locked out, and I could just feel it instantly. Or if I would just even hop on the pull-up bar and just hang there, uh, that's where I could feel this pain. So it it was a recurring type thing, uh, and I felt it every time I did those movements. So uh, that's how I knew it was different from you know your kind of typical soreness.
0: And then uh, you said the doctor said so you didn't have to fix it, but you would have been injured or you would have been torn right. forever. And then you would have, would you have been in pain throughout that whole time?
1: I only really would have been in pain probably if I would have been doing those types of movements. I don't know if it would have gotten worse, um if I would have just left it. I'm s I'm assuming I would have had to done physical therapy to to, to correct movement and, and just strengthen the area around that you know, that shoulder. Um but I think that I would just would have been in pain. I mean I I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of things um that I wanna do.
0: Yeah. So mentally wise, did you label yourself as injured once you kind of either went to the doctor or beforehand, did you say I'm injured?
1: Uh, I don't know if I ever labeled it per se, but uh, I just started, I just started modifying things that, you know, I know I like, I, I just didn't think there was a point to stress it anymore. And, um, and, and that's the beauty about CrossFit, you can do so many different things, uh, and still good good workout so that's why i was like you know i'm just gonna avoid this shoulder and you don't know, have to start modifying things
0: so you kept obviously you kept coming to the classes and and working through that so from a, a mindset standpoint you wouldn't you knew you couldn't do a certain movement or a certain couple of movements, but you were still working out and feel like you wanted to be a part of that. So oh, you just yeah. didn't chalk it up and say, well, I'll just stay at home for the next
1: six months. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I uh, That was never going to stop me anyway. And that was the you know, main reason why I want to do the surgery. Right. I, I want to get back in there. I want to do the things that I was doing again. I don't want to be limited by this injury for the yeah. rest of my life.
0: Did it was it a sense of relief almost once you the doctor finally had the MRI and they told you exactly what was going on was that kind of okay I know it now let's just check the box and get it fixed let's yeah. keep moving
1: I I think it was maybe a relief for me I don't think my wife thought it was a relief for her but uh, yeah I didn't know what to expect I mean I've never had surgery my entire life before I've never had really an injury ever um, so I didn't know what to expect and and I don't think that. I was prepared about what to expect um, after saying, yeah, I'll do the surgery because, uh, you know, I think the doctors, that's what they want to hear. So as soon as you do the surgery, uh, there's just so much after the surgery that I don't think anybody expects or, you know, can expect. Uh, You can't ever be prepared for that. So that that was kind of the the eye opener uh, about choosing to do surgery versus, you know, a different option. Okay. So elaborate a little bit on that. Well, so, for example, um, I, obviously, you know, you're going to have to do physical therapy um, after you have surgery. Um, but I, I didn't expect um, everything to just, you know, atrophy so bad. Like I had to have keep my arm uh, bent in 90 degree angle for three weeks. Uh, so it was in a brace, um, couldn't take it. I mean, if I took it out of the brace, I still had to keep my arm in that 90 degree angle. Um, and even after three weeks where I was cleared to ex- start extending my arm, I still had to wear that brace uh, for six weeks. And uh, I think you just get different perceptions and realities from the orthopedic doctor versus your physical therapist. Cause you see the physical therapist more than you see the, the doctor after the surgery. Um, so you kind of get two differing opinions. That's kind of been my experience. And then, you know, with the whole pandemic, Uh, you get the telemedicine, which, uh, that doesn't really, didn't really do a whole lot in terms of like showing the doctor what I can and cannot do with my shoulder and how things are progressing. And, uh, it's just a long, it's a long road. Um, and and my physical therapist told me that the shoulder is the hardest joint to rehab. Um, so if you you have a hip problem or knee problem, those things are easier to come back from and and get those, you know, strengthened. Uh, but the shoulder, there's so many things that attach. You have you have your humerus, your arm, you, know, you have the clavicle. They all attach to that shoulder, and there's so many ligaments that are involved uh, that it's just a really tough um, joint to rehab.
0: So when you um, had surgery, how long were you uh, laid up after surgery before you started PT?
1: I think I started PT uh, within a week or so. Um, so after I I got the you know, the dressing changed on the, where the shoulder, the incision was and that kind of stuff. He was like, you can go ahead and start scheduling your physical therapy, but it was, you know, basic range of motion type stuff, like making sure my my shoulder wasn't going to freeze or, um, you know, kind of moving my elbow and stuff. Because when you're locked in that 90 degree angle, things just, they're hacked off. Like my, my till this day, my deltoid, It is just always tight, like Mm -hmm. it's always like gummed up because it was, you know, in that weird angle, and and now it's just it's using more of that versus my shoulder. Um, So that was kind of the the process there.
0: And so, are you still doing PT right
1: now? Yep. So I have five visits left before I reach my cap on my insurance. Um, So I go about once a week now. Um, but I'm getting really close to having my full range of motion back. And once I get the full range of motion, then I can start doing uh, more strengthening exercises and, and that kind of stuff. But just getting that last little bit of rotation, uh, external rotation, and abduction uh, is what I'm waiting on. Yeah. And so, how did
0: you like? I've had PT a couple of times and never really, I would say, had much success. Mm-hmm. Cause it just, I don't know, it feels like it takes forever. Like I went for a, like hip flexor, you right. know, tight hips and stuff like that. And they'll give you these movements, but I don't feel like it ever got better. And so then I stopped doing the movements. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but doing PT for you, did you find it, you know, successful? And then from your CrossFit coaching standpoint, did those two conflict at all? Or did that help you actually with your PT from the coaching mindset?
1: That's a good question. The, so the PT has been great. Um, I, I think did I have a, a physical therapist who's a little bit different than your average, I guess that where they say here, here's your exercises, go do them or hop on this treadmill and do this kind of thing. So, uh, he does a lot of soft tissue type work and, um, you know, stretching of the, of the arm and the muscles and really to get them loosened up. And then we don't spend more than probably 10 or 15 minutes in the actual, uh, gym part of the, of the facility, uh, where we do some strengthening type work, uh, but he really is more concerned about is that moving freely? Um, is there anything that's like holding up the shoulder from moving or sliding in the capsule um, and breaking up all that that gunk in there? Um, so, we uh, that's a little bit different experience than, than most people might have with the physical therapist. Uh, but in terms of the, of the coaching and CrossFit, if those conflict, um, I I've been told by my physical therapist and the doctor that I should never snatch again uh, because that puts me in the the highest probability of re-tearing. And I don't want to do that, right? I don't want to re-tear my my shoulder because if that happens and they have to reattach the bicep tendon to a different spot in my shoulder and it it just sounds like a mess. So uh, I'm having a hard time coping with that in terms of I should probably never snatch again and that kind of stuff. So that's going to alter... The way I do things, especially with CrossFit, right, and coaching, uh, because I'm not going to be able to demonstrate a lot of those type of movements because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chance it. Um, so you've
0: already made up that decision that you're not going to do it.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't think it's worth it. Uh, I think I can do things, uh, maybe like a kettlebell snatch or dumbbell snatch, but um, anything that puts my shoulder out in that wide grip uh, with that weight overhead. I just don't think it's going to be the best option for me. Um,
0: Would this, you even do a lesser weight, or you think just the position in general is is not good?
1: Probably the position in general. Just just, but in terms of my particular tear, uh, and I mean that's not to saying that no one should snatch. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, with the way that I had my tear on my shoulder, it just puts it in a bad position. Um, I I, you know, I might be just be the PVC guy who <laughs> <Yeah>. who demonstrates <laughs> these movements with a PVC pipe, which is fine, but. Uh, probably won't be doing much in terms of weight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, so what other movements does that also, so like handstand pushups, all that, that puts that arm over the shoulder?
1: I think I'll be okay with the, like those type of movements because your your shoulders more stacked. I'll still do pull ups. I may not, uh, I may not do butterfly pull ups anymore. I may just stick with the, you know, kipping motion. Um, But I'm, but I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I've kind of realized that, you know, this is, it is what it is. Um, as long as that I can do things without pain, then I'll be happy. Um, and, and as long as I can keep working out and still matching the stimulus uh, of what the workout is as much as possible, uh, then I'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so are you in any pain right now?
1: Uh, no, not, I mean, only when I get in certain, um, stretches or anything like that, but I don't, uh, no, I don't have anything that hurts at the moment. Um, but I mean, if I would to do, I, I attempted to do a back squats last week, uh, and just getting in that position with the bar was uncomfortable. Um, so I didn't do that. And I kind of played with the uh, front squat, um, getting my elbows up into that front rack position. And, and that wasn't real comfortable either. I can get into those positions, but it just, when I get the weight, um, it puts more stress on that bicep, uh, which obviously stresses the, um, the labrum. So, cause those are all attached. So, I just try to be careful right now. Um, I think my limit is supposed to be like 20 pounds. Um, but I did, uh, you know, I, I did some goblet squats the other day with the 70 pound kettlebell. I've started doing some wall balls. Um, it's just really what is my body telling me? Like, if yeah. it feels okay, then I'm going to keep doing it. And if I feel like it, it's hurting or if it's stretching or pulling in a way that doesn't feel right, then I'm going I'm to I'm stop. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and I think that's just the biggest point for me is you know listen to your body and um you know go with what feels good
0: so do you value warming up more now because you're, you're waiting for the body to communicate
1: back to you that this is painful or yeah it definitely i i probably wasn't the best in terms of mobility or never have been really uh or stretching um but i i'll be doing shoulder stretches probably every day i that I work out just to warm up the shoulder and and get those joints, you know, warmed up Um, a lot of external. I don't know if you ever see, you know, Brian is in there and he'll do his stretches with the shoulder at the plates um, to warm up his shoulders. I'll be doing something like that probably the rest of my life just to keep that, Uh, shoulder warm and uh, prevent the injury.
0: And then are you also looking during the warm up. Are you looking for your body to tell you that it
1: feels good? Or if
0: like you, so if you're doing the warm up and you feel something a little different than normal, then you would stop or say, Hey, something's going on today. So I'll I'll take a break.
1: Yeah, definitely. And if it's um, a movement that I've like, uh, you know, within the workout that day or if I've, whatever I've chose to modify the workout, you know, I'll, I'll try it with lightweight. I'll try every movement, see how it feels. And then if it feels it feels right. Then, then I'll do it. But, um, just like the other day, I think the, the workout was, um, the sandbag cleans Mm -hmm. um, or you could modify with dumbbells. I was like, I'll try the the sandbag. I think I just tried the 50 pound uh, sandbag and I did a few cleans with it and it felt okay, but it just, it didn't feel perfect. Like it didn't feel like maybe I should do these for 40 or whatever, 60 reps, whatever it was. Um, so I only did a few and then I, I decided to just go to the dumbbells, um, and do a dumbbell hang power clean. And those felt pretty good. I'm just, I'm just being really careful and cautious. Um, I, I was told that speed is my enemy right now. Um, so I don't want to, don't want to do anything too aggressively or too fast um, and, and move that shoulder in a way that it shouldn't be moved. Um, so that's, that's what I'm kind of focusing on as well. Anything that uh, involves more of the shoulder movements, I'm just really cautious. I'm really slow and controlled. Um, same thing with my deadlifts. I, started deadlifting, but I mean, I'm just, I'm doing real slow controlled movement. Um, So it's going to be a little bit until I really go for like a true time on a workout and really push myself. Um, But the stuff that I've been doing that, that I've chosen to do as my modifications, I still get a good workout. I try to match the, the time domain that everybody else is doing. So if it's, if you guys are doing 21 deadlifts at 225, I want to do something that's going to take around the same amount of time. Right. Um, So how
0: do you do that? When you, you just said that you slow things down because speeds your enemy and in CrossFit, there's this clock that's staring at you the whole time. So how are you slowing that down to still match the time to frame or
1: I, I just, I just, I'm really controlled my movement. I, when I'm doing my deadlifts, I'm slow. I you know, make sure my form is really good and I stop at the top, take a breath and then go back down. Um, but I'm just not pushing the weight right now. I'm not, I'm not trying to like beat anybody's time, right? Unless anybody wants to go for a scaled competition, but <laughs> that's that's all I've got right now. I mean, yeah, like I can't. I just do what I can. So,
0: so who's uh who's helping you with your modifications? Um, is that you as a coach, or is it Christine, or is it the internet, or who's helping you come up with your own workouts?
1: Uh, for the most part, it's just been me. Um, I've I've been trying to get real creative, uh, and I've told multiple people that I always try to find different way to destroy my legs that day uh, because I couldn't use my shoulders uh, or my arms. And and I I really tried to avoid doing anything with just my right side um, because your your body's connected, everything, you want to be symmetrical in the way you do things. So I've tried not to overload my good side um, just because my left side, I can't do much. Um, So try to avoid that, those type of things, but really, you know, it gets difficult some days i'll i'll be in the gym and i'm just kind of like dazing trying to figure out what should i do today um so then you know that's the nice part when i'm there you know i can ask some of the coaches because they have fresh perspective they there might be thinking something completely different than what i was uh which is nice because I, I it gets old and and hard to come up with new things to do um that i haven't done the day before yeah so, I mean, I do a lot of GHDs, because um, that's like my only sub for pull-ups and burpees and stuff like that right now, because I can't do, can't do push-ups yet. So,
0: so why do you keep doing the workouts every day? Like, what's bringing you to the gym?
1: Uh, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. I love CrossFit. I love the community. Um, I, I mean, I could, during the quarantine, uh, I got a Concept2 bike, and that was fine. I mean, I was got to do things at home as well, but... I just I have this drive and this motivation to want to work out and, and and keep doing it. Like I I think whenever I go back like the eight years ago, and I wasn't real good at you know fitness, health, and all that kind of stuff. I was like this. I don't want to be like that. And um, I just I want to do the workout. It clears my mind. It's like my getaway. Um, so I'll never stop. And it's always nicer when there's people there to encourage you. So that's that's why I keep going back.
0: Yeah, I mean that's been the probably the most amazing thing of the whole journey that I've witnessed. Is you're there, four days a week, five days a week, and I think if I was injured like that, you would just maybe mailed in and maybe come one day a week or two days a week, and right. you'd be in a depressed state maybe a little bit, and you would have an excuse, you'd have a valid excuse, but you're showing up to the class every day, finding a way to modify and do the workout. So I think that's
1: oh yeah, that's there's crazy. I think there's always a way to to do it. You might be doing some things, uh, you know, more often than you had planned. But I even use the gym as, a, as a, a place to do my PT. So if I go in the mornings, um, I do physical therapy at home uh, twice a day. So I do the morning and night. Um, but I'll use the gym to, and anybody see me in there in the mornings, I'm always doing my PT in the background to warm up my shoulder and get going for the day. Because, you know, there's more equipment at the gym to use uh, versus what I have at home. Um, so it's a good opportunity for me to really, uh, get my PT stretches in, in the morning too, um, when I'm at the gym and then I can go in and do the workout.
0: I'm sure coaching probably helps cause you're still coaching. So you're definitely plugged in the community that way. But what were some of the other maybe benefits from coming to classes as you know, and just doing your own thing that you've noticed?
1: Um, I, when I'm at, you know, the class, you know, you get more ideas from, from, from people and, and, and what to do and, and you know, there's other people who've had injuries too. So you get to talk to them about what their process was like. And, you know, especially like with Doug, he's had similar um, shoulder surgeries. So really, you know, I've got a chance to talk to him kind of about his and, you know, when he started to do things and, and, and how his you know recovery process was. Um, so that's always nice to kind of hear how that works. Um, but it's, it's just, it, I like being in the classes. Um, No one likes to work out at home that much. Probably everybody realized that whenever, uh, during quarantine, it's just hard. It's harder to get motivated, right? Yep. Uh, When you force yourself to go to the gym and you see other people doing the same thing and they're suffering or they're doing whatever it is that's written for the day, you don't feel as bad about having to do it, right? You feel like, hey, I I can do this. Everybody else is doing it, so, you know, I'm going to do it.
0: So you're gonna dominate the uh, bike when you get back? Then is that's gonna be your your uh,
1: strength? I'm never gonna beat Steven. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought maybe getting that concept two bike during quarantine w- would help, but that thing is completely different than those rogue bikes. So it, it's not bad. I'm getting. I'm. I think like I'm getting better. Um, but I'm just gonna be mediocre because I'm too short. <laughs> awesome. So I think maybe one of the final
0: things. Um, so you talked about being limited. You used to do quite a few competitions before, right? Right. So do you go back to doing competitions knowing you can't do some of the movements or do you just have to find a competition where maybe you can figure out what the, you know, the program is going to be?
1: Right. Um, so probably short answer is no. Um, I mean, I'm not getting any younger. Um, so if I ever did a competition again, it would have to be like an intermediate or a scaled uh, competition because I like, would never, would never be able to do uh, a full RX competition anyway. And, and and just a disclaimer: those RX competitions, even before I got injured, were super tough. Like they were really hard, even as a fresh, you know, athlete. And I would consider myself an RX athlete before I got injured. Um, but those competitions kind of take it to to another level. And um, and that's just not something. I mean, it was fun w- when I did do it, but I just don't think that I'll ever get to that point again. Um, especially I don't want to put the stress on stress on my shoulders, yeah. um, uh, for a competition. So will you consider yourself an RX athlete when you come back? <laughs> Probably not. Um, I would say maybe like a like 50% of the time, maybe, yeah. I, um, I I'll do it if I can, uh, how long it takes to get back to that status. That's the, the question. I'm hoping that I can do, uh, ring muscle ups again. Uh, cause that, those were one of my, one of my favorite movements besides double unders, but, uh, we'll see. I, I, I'm going to do as much as the stuff I can. Um, the only thing that you probably won't see me do is snatching a whole lot.
0: So is there a certain workout or movement that you have in mind that you'll say I'm back or I feel great knowing I can hit this weight or do this workout at a certain time? Or is there, is there anything that's on the horizon that's kind of your guiding light
1: there? Well, it'll be interesting, uh, when involved in barbell, right? Um, so what I can get the strength back to do the barbell movements to, to the prescribed weight. But, um, uh, like the other day we did the, um, the double unders, uh, toes to bar and bike. Um, of course I did GHDs, you know, if I, when I get to the point where I can hang on a pull-up bar again and do those kind of things, then that will be a, a good test. And, you know, a lot of the body weight movements, that's going to be my, uh, the first ones I'll be able to do RX versus... Uh, the barbell movements with weight. Yeah. So
0: awesome. So final question, any other advice that you'd want to share with the community?
1: I mean, if in terms of, if you think you have an injury um, again, listen to your body and uh, definitely try to identify if it's soreness or if it's pain or whatever it might be. And then if you think you're, you're injured, go get it looked at. I mean, what's the worst that they're going to tell you either you're injured or you're not, or you have a, you have a tear or whatever it might be, uh, at least you have an idea of what it is so you can start modifying your workouts um, and making sure you don't injure yourself any further. Um, so that would be the, the main thing. Um, I think that I probably should have stopped certain things sooner than I did. And I don't know if that played a part in making the tear worse or, or what it might have been, but I think that you just got to listen to your body and um, you know really take care of yourself
0: yeah well i appreciate you jumping on the podcast yeah. nice to finally get you here and appreciate you sharing the story so i think it's very right. very valuable um definitely appreciate kind of the drive and the motivation behind it so i think it's a something that we can all learn from you on that one so all right. keep it up all right thanks for
1: having me